Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for Peculiar Podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. It's <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Now there's the kind of song you never hear anymore, with just a solo whistler. Yeah, it's not. It's not unpleasant. Yeah. It's not. It's not something I would. This a, I would ask you not to play that again. Fair enough. This is the guy, the artist here is named was named Whistlin' Jack Smith. How can? And that was well, his thing. Isn't that a coincidence then? Well, what do you mean? Well, that he is a whistler and his name is Whistlin' Jack. Well, don't you think that's I, a I never put I never put that together before, but I suppose I suppose so. Maybe uh, he came out as a baby whistling, and that's why they named him know. that way. So I, I started thinking about this whistling thing, and it, and I read somewhere, and I think it's true generally, that whistling has become uh, obsolete. You, you don't hear, you walk around, you don't hear young kids going around whistling, unless they've got some, some kind of problem. But I well, mean, it, it's not fashionable to whistle anymore. When was it ever fashionable? Oh, I think so. So you think the streets back in the 30s and 40s and 50s were just filled with all sorts of whistling? Yep, I do. People just like and the Andy Griffith show, just yeah. whistling all away. Yeah, I really? think I think so. I think you're thinking of movies and stuff and TV shows. I don't think there was a whole lot of whistling going well, it, on. Well, I'm talking about both things. I mean, you're not seeing, you're not hearing whistling in popular media. Anymore. Right. It's gone. That's very true. It's gone by the boards. You know why? Because it's annoying. It's annoying. Can you whistle? <laughs> well, I have a big piece of cheese in my mouth. <laughs> yeah. Well, you don't have to prove it. I can. You don't Watch. Have to prove it. Okay, that made your dog look up. I know. Because that's, well, that's how I call him. So I do whistle. And so when he is out across the yard and I want to get his attention, yeah. I do actually a little. I go, that's I'm, how I get him. My in. wife can do the look, thing where you came. where you hold the two fingers. Yeah, and, and really loud. That's a My Aunt Pam. You heard my Aunt Pam does that. Yeah. it I, it'll Your ears start bleeding. Never mastered it myself. I've been very jealous. Because if you're a kid, if you're when I grew up, you had to be able to do that whistle. Or you were no kind of kid at all. How come you can't do it? I don't know. I, I guess I... How many fingers are you sticking in your mouth? Just all of them? My fist, yeah. <laughs> maybe that's maybe I'm doing it wrong. But that's, he, that's probably something I could learn on YouTube. Okay, I'm going to show you how to whistle really loudly. Um, this is how I normally do it. Um, and this 
routine is getting your fingers, uh, your thumb, index finger, like that. You can kind of join your nail slightly and then stick your tongue out and butt the nail up against your tongue, like that. And then curve your lips underneath your teeth, like that. I think you have to be British. And then you get the noise. Uh, but they're, uh, they actually have international whistling competition. I guess that shouldn't be a big surprise. Uh, where they, these guys go head-to-head, and women too, and they have whistle-offs. So is it just about the, the pitch or the length you can do a whistle without breathing? Is it all those things? It's what all is those it, things with your lips, pursing your lips, going through your teeth. Uh, can prob- you carry a tune? Probably your nose. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> But I have a friend who whistles all the time. It's like, the you know, Snow White and Seven Dwarfs. He whistles while he works. So when he's puttering around, mm-hmm. he's just like... Yeah, and that seems to be a happy, fe- a happy fellow whistles, right? Yeah, I guess, but it is also annoying. It is annoying yeah. when you hear somebody like, just even traveling. I, there was a guy that came off the plane and was whistling. And I'm, I just wanted to look at him and go, stop it. I don't want to... Well, to me, whistling to yourself out loud is tantamount to talking to yourself. It's like, it it, it is kind of... You're only doing it for you, but it's annoying everybody else. It's an oral expression that is not called for by anybody else. Exactly. Please don't whistle for me right now. You're in public. I don't want to hear it. Right. That's how it feels to me sometimes. But, of course, that is just one of the many things in the pantheon of annoying... Uh, habits that people have. And, I know, uh, and I don't know who we think we are that we can just no. sit around and and complain about things that annoy us. But you know what? It's our podcast, so that's right. That's why we're going to talk about. Especially it. when I listen back to these podcasts when I yeah. post produce them, I find that uh, I it, think, all God, we do is I, complain. Well, I, that, and I also say, kind of, why do I say that all the time, or why do I do that all the time? You know, you we, so it is helpful to hear yourself. I don't think most people do hear themselves. So what do you mean? Well, I mean... I know that I'm a complain. I complain about everything. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about those little ticks, if for lack of a better word, that you that many of us have that we might otherwise be unaware of. And they're just part of who we are. We've been doing it for years and have no idea that other people are, are being driven around the bend by Correct. So some of certain words that, that people use as a crutch yeah. and that sort of thing. Yeah. Do you know... What do I use? I don't notice anything in particular about you. You have a nose whistle, but that's involuntary. <laughs> I've like, always had a nose whistle. Uh, I'm thinking of the, the thing like somebody who cannot have a moment of silence in a conversation. They feel obligated to fill every bit of dead air with something. And so because there is no active thought going on, that time it will be filled with um uh 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 um uh, so, uh so uh he just go and they're buying themselves some time yeah so until they can think of something to say rather than just say don't say anything right now this silence is fine well, just have a little of that. I know it is, but I think that people... Um, uh, 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 uh. Are, it's, it can be very uncomfortable for people. And I think it's easier to do with somebody that you know and you've been around. Is this 
Like, yeah. so. I mean, I know we all do it, but the, the transitional things drive me a little bit nuts, and I probably do plenty of it myself. I'm mm-hmm. talking about things like, uh, you know, you know is a good one. I, I do that too. Lots, I do that all the time. Well, and, I do too. And I'm I sure. say, and here's one I say all the time. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That's annoying. That's annoying even to me, and I can't stop it from coming out of my mouth. Yeah. Or, or is that making sense? I do that one too. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. I've got. I got to slap myself every time. What choice? What choice does that leave the other person to say? No, that doesn't make any sense. Well, at all. I think it's a legitimate question because a lot of times when you're trying to teach somebody something or you're trying to explain your position, that people often are reluctant to say that makes absolutely no flipping sense to me whatsoever. So if yeah. you actually say it to them, they have an opportunity to go. You know what? Now that you've asked me, no, that makes no sense. Yeah. I, However, I, I think in the teaching mode, it makes it, it, it does make uh, sense, sense, if you will, yes. to do that. But then, of course, these things seep into then our everyday conversation mm-hmm. where they don't belong as much. But sometimes, too, you're trying to explain your feelings or something that's happened to you, and you don't feel like you're making sense to yourself, so you're trying to see if the person is making sense of what you're trying to say. Yeah, I hope, it doesn't yeah, make it sense doesn't to make me, sense. so I hope it does yeah. to you because maybe you yeah, can tell me what, what I'm saying. What I'm hearing doesn't make sense to me, yeah. but, so I yeah, get I, that. I know, I know. Uh, I, so I don't know, and does that make sense? Those that, those are good ones. Yeah. Um, anyhow, somebody, anywho. Yeah, any, there's a, I have a, a gal that says, anywho. Oh, So, yeah. anywho, and she does it with a valley girl. And I don't, she's not a valley girl. But that little phrase, she'll say, so, anywho. And I'm like, I just want to say, stop it. Don't say anywho. Yeah. A- anywho's not a word. I guess I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of in this mode where, and I'm, I've lost this battle. We've talked about it before. But it's the question mark construct of every sentence that a person speaks. So I go into the barber, and I do. I want to get a haircut, right? So I go to the barber, and I say, hello, right? And he says, what do you want, right? So I say, well, I want a haircut, okay? So he says, right. I mean, that just drives me nuts. Everything's not a question. And and right is it? I don't know if it's right or not. So this one, this one gets me pretty good too. So anyhow, so anyhow, uh-huh. and, and 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 nothing has been said. Nothing could have been said for an hour before, mm-hmm. nor an hour later. And so but he, all in the middle, in the middle of this vacuum, come. So anyhow, what? <laughs> so anyhow, what? It's just like it's again. It's just a little stall tactic, or, or to somehow break use, the awkwardness of the silence. I will use so anyhow if somebody has gotten completely off topic from what I've wanted to talk no, about, and transition. I'll go and I'll but it'll be very sarcastic and mean, and somebody will ramble on something I wasn't even starting, and then I'll say. So anyhow, back to what I was. Talking yeah, about. No, but that makes sense in that in that I context. Suppose, I don't know. I'm just talking about, and, and I, maybe this is not typical, and that's why it stands out to me. There is just nothing ha- that has been said, right? And then that little rejoinder comes barreling out of nowhere because, gosh, it's awkward that nothing's been said. Whereas I find it rather refreshing. Don't you like to sit with somebody and then you don't feel the obligation to, to say, say anything? anything. There can become a point where if nothing is said for a while, then... then... Do you want to try it right now? Okay.
I wonder if anyone's still listening. Sometimes I'd hear, well, is there something wrong? What, what, what's eating you? Nothing. I just, I don't have anything to say. I guess I'm talking about what I will sometimes say to my wife. Mm-hmm. She's like, well, do you have any response to that? No. You have no response to what I just said? <laughs> no. No. And then I can feel myself getting in deeper and deeper and deeper. <laughs> She'll say, oh, gee, that's a beautiful sky up there. And and so sometimes I'll say, well, it is a beautiful sky. I don't need to comment. She's already made the statement. I agree with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I There's no sense for me. So you I, don't say anything? I, don't even go, uh-huh? Well, maybe yeah, I you would. you say, uh-huh, and <laughs> give her something? But uh-huh. Because part of it is we want to know you heard us. Yeah, I get it. I know, I know. But I hate it when I do that. And then I think, why did you do that? Why didn't you just, yeah, why didn't you just say, uh-huh? I want to do, I want to add to it. I said, not only is it a beautiful sky, but notice the way that the uh, the verdant uh, skyline of the green trees uh, comes right up to the surface of the sky and, and makes for one grand pastiche of beauty. You know, if I could, <laughs> And that'll shut her up and she'll never point out another beautiful sky to you again. She's going to be like, oh my God, if I point this out to him, he is going to yammer on for an hour yeah. about all the details. Maybe that would work. It hmm. would probably work. No, I love to talk to my wife, but I, sometimes I just, you know, I just think, well, I've, I don't have anything to add to that. That's that's a very complete and wonderful statement. Yeah. And it's, yeah. But it's a slippery slope. You can get yourself in trouble. <laughs> you can come off as I aloof know. and uncaring. I um I I travel a lot and eat out by myself a lot, so I have an opportunity to observe couples. And and this is no big surprise, but it is always very telling of couples. I was sitting at a bar in an airport recently. I know he big surprise, right? Me in a bar, and I was right across from a couple who had. We're sitting next to each other and had food on their plate. And I just sort of was watching them, and they did not interact once. They just were both sitting one inch apart, and I knew that they were married or something. And it wasn't. Why does that go away? Because I, I imagine I thought, now let's just say that they were actually on a first date, and be, that would be extraordinarily odd behavior for oh, a no, first date. Couldn't be correct? a first date. Right. Couldn't be a first date. So that's why I knew. And that saddens me that it goes to... And don't you also suppose that it was not only not a first date, but it's probably, they're probably not unmarried. They're probably married. That's what I meant. I mean, it's almost... They are... You don't know their marital status, but you... I think rightfully supposed that they must be married right. because they're not even talking. So I to love each other. that you you I I've known you and Patty for so long, and I know that you guys talk. And when you go out, you're not sitting like those two people. Just you're observing and having fun, and and I love that. And I just wonder how do people get to that point in their doesn't that make you lonely? And why yeah. would you sit next to us? Somebody wouldn't talk to you. It also makes us sad when we see people other couples that uh, may be acquaintances of ours, and they um, will so often default to arguing with each other, uh, sniping at each other. And it's usually over nothing, you know? Yeah. We uh, well, Remember when we went to um, uh, Bellevue? No, it wasn't Bellevue. It was Kirkland. No, it was Bellevue. We went to Be- <laughs> It was not. We went to Kirkland. <clears throat> Okay, oh, that so makes me. You so don't remember it. I do. We went to, 
I mean, that's yeah. the kind of thing. Why? First of all, it's not important. Right. And second of all, why are you doing it in front of other people? Yeah. It, it definitely belies yeah. the uh, the temperature of your uh, mm-hmm. of your red hot love, and it's not right. for, it's not good. Yeah, so, it's not yeah. good. But you know, I, I I suppose all of us do it once in a while, but. There are some people, and I'm sure you know some too, that it, that is the always the default position. Something's wrong there. Mm-hmm. Something's not right. They're not happy, and uh, it, it makes which you makes terribly me, uncomfortable. You know, which is which makes me. I I and I've told you this before. Being single and being untethered to me is not um, is not a sentence. When, it, it if that its... if that were the if that were the alternate um, or that were the 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 option there now obviously ultimately um you know i would like to find somebody that i can have a good conversation with and and would love to have that continue and and but like i said i've always been bothered by small talk i can't i think that's why i have a hard time dating because i i can i know immediately if someone's interesting or if somebody's just going to bore me to tears, I have no patience for small talk. What What would be any good example of small talk? I I, mean, I, I, I I'm not trying to be dumb here, but it's just it's. But how, it's how do you talk know that, that means nothing? How um, do you know that that what you're doing is small talk? When you don't know the person. I, I suppose just well. For example, I went and had my hair done out of town. I was gone for a long time, so I needed to make a hair appointment. And so it was a hairdresser I didn't know, and she was very nice. But she said, you know, so how is your day going? And that's small talk. And I could, you know, make the effort and say, well, you know, it's this and that, and it's going good. And I've been, you know, and how about your day? That's small talk. She doesn't care how my day is going. I don't particularly care to tell her how my day is going, and I don't particularly care to tell, ask her how her day is going. And then she kind of, and I just wanted to just relax and shut my eyes and get my hair done. That's all I care. I want peace and quiet for just five minutes, you know, fifty minutes. I don't really want to talk to you. So, you know, where are you from? Well, I'm from Seattle. And I kept, I found myself being giving her these short one-word answers because I didn't want to expand and talk. I don't want to talk thought- about nothing. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. You thought maybe she would pick up on it. Well, she's doesn't very voluble no. here, so maybe I should. And then she said, "So, talking. so, and you know, are you here for work or pleasure?" And I just said, "And I've been give, so I'm giving her one word answers." I go, "Work." So, so this is how the whole conversation went. So where are you from? So how is your day going? Good. <laughs> so where, uh, where are you from? Seattle. Oh, what do you? Are you here for uh, work or pl- work? Oh, oh. Well, so what do you do? And I just, I, I always, I don't say that I do voiceovers and audio production because then that is going to lead to you know the next question. You know, my friends what always is, said I had a really good yeah, voice. Yeah, or or what's voiceovers? Oh my god! Now I got to explain what it is. <laughs> so I usually just say sales or no because i don't say sales anymore because then they'll say whoa how interesting what do you sell i don't want to have this conversation with you i just want to go to sleep and read my book i guess if you were energetic enough you could uh just kind of screw around you know 
says, well, I'm with the go- I'm with the government. I'm with a government agency. Now, see, now you're yeah. Maybe if it were more interesting, I what could, kind of government? You agency? could make I up. Yeah, can't really talk about. Well, I guess I can talk a little bit about it because you don't. I don't uh, know you, and you don't know. Have me. you ever? Have you heard of the uh, CIA? Have you heard of them? <laughs> yes. Do you know what that is? Um, it's the Central Intelligence Agency. We basically work. Uh, for the government, but yet we're in some ways not really a part of the government, and we're working often with uh, foreign people. Sometimes who are bad, very dangerous. Sometimes bad people, and <laughs> we feel we need to eliminate them from this planet, and that falls to people like me. Yeah. Would the conversation? Get heightened then, or would she start to taper off and then maybe? I, yeah, soon I don't know. But yeah, you're right. You could just, you know, make up whatever. I don't know why I feel compelled to be honest with people. I don't know. I could make up whatever. You're right. Yeah. But you're, I, you're right. My one-word answers were a way, a, a tactic of me trying to shut her down, of saying, "Wow, this woman does not apparently does not want to chat." And there's nothing wrong with not wanting to chat, don't you think? No, I agree. But why? I felt so bad about it. I thought. Well, you, or would you concoct something that you know what? I I I hope you will not consider me rude, but I have got this penetrating headache right now, and I just really. It, How did you get it? <laughs> yeah, that's where that would. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> or probably or right. I have a t- tons of remedies that I'll share with you while you're sitting in my chair for an hour. Yeah. Jimmy, please, not now. I'm too busy. Control yourself. Sure, you have a headache, tense, irritable, but don't take it out on him. You need Anison for fast relief. And and I hate this. I hate this. There's two or three people, and I, when I get a call, I see their their name come up on my phone, and you're not one of them. I see their name come up on my phone. I'm glad and, to hear and that. And I think I can't talk to them. I can't. They will not get off the phone. You, you know people like that. Mm-hmm. They will not get off the phone. Mm-hmm. You know, I've got to. I've got to get down. I got a meeting in twenty. I can't spend twenty. And and there are even some people that you will tell. Look, I, I'm I'm about to go into a meeting. Uh huh. So anyway, uh, and they yeah. go right on. Or, but or they they'll just say, ignore you. Or they'll say. Oh, okay, great. Let me just tell you one more thing. And you're like, you didn't hear or respect what I just said. You can't tell me one more thing. I've got to go. Yeah. So Yeah, I don't answer. Sometimes I don't. I mean, I yeah. hate that because, you know, then what if you hear the next day? Oh, yeah, I guess they... Uh, they were calling you to ask for help because they were drowning in a, sand, in a quicksand and yeah, you cut them yeah, off. Yeah. So it, it I, I, I detest that I do that, but then I realize, well, I'm no, this is... A time-honored response because I know how this will go. This is how it always goes. And I, honest to gosh, don't have time. Sometimes I want to spend time talking to somebody, and I see their name come up, and I, I just don't have enough time right now. But and sometimes I, I you want don't... to talk to them for an hour, but I just only have 10 minutes. And sometimes so I'll call just... them back when I do have an hour. Yeah, and you don't, or you just don't have the energy. Yeah. Like my aunt, I know my aunt doesn't listen to this podcast. Well, they got problems, and they want to does, talk about it. If she does, then I'm sorry. It's my aunt. I'm sorry, auntie. Sometimes I just don't have the energy to talk to you. Aren't there some people but... that call you that only call you be- when they have a crisis or a problem of some kind and that mm-hmm. and you know that's why they're calling they're not calling yeah. to see what you're up to or right. how things are going or right. invite you to a party right there's something going on and it's right. not good and, i know yeah but sometimes it takes energy for me to, to talk to my aunt that i don't have yeah. and i feel bad when i when i see her name come up and then i dismiss it yeah you know in the old days in the old days 
when you just had a phone and you didn't have caller ID, yeah. you didn't know who was on the other end of that phone. Russian so roulette. You, you, yeah. yeah. You were and then your eyes would, oh, God, it's Aunt Blabby. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Oh, no. Listen, Ralph, I know Mother isn't the easiest person in this world to get along with, but that's no reason for you to act the way you do. I act the way I do, Alice, because your mother is a blabbermouth. A blabbermouth! Ralph, I have told you about that before. I don't want you calling her that. Oh, Alice, dear. Oh, hello, dear. Are you getting enough to eat? Oh. <laughs> well, of course I am, Mother. You wouldn't say that if you could see our food bill. Well, I don't doubt the bills are high. But how much of the food are you getting? You are a blabbermouth! A blabbermouth! You! though she that's the problem is i'm not talking and, about your aunt no 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 but either. here's the problem is that and i don't have the heart to say i don't care about those people or i don't even know those people but she'll tell me the story she's gotten back from arizona and you know and and Ma, and maude and harvey were the and you know harvey just went through an operation and you know but and and i just let her go and i'm like I don't know that she knows that I don't care about them. And I'm sorry if Harvey went through an operation or... Well, do you ever set the phone down and then you're walking around the room doing stuff and then every <laughs> once in a while you'll duck back in and go, uh-huh, and then, then back another 10 minutes go by and you're not really I actually, I actually, when I'm at on the phone with her, I'm typically answering emails and I had used to have a really loud keyboard and she stopped in the middle of one story once and she goes, are you typing on your keyboard? And I had to, I had to fess up and say, "Yeah, I'm kind of late for some stuff." I have. but she totally caught me multitasking yeah, in this, the middle of her very boring story. Yeah, or, or this one will give you away too. Little, I don't have enough ice in this glass to really, yes. you know, that you can. They can. Are you drinking right now? Yeah. Oh uh, no, no. But I don't mind. Like she called me on it one time too. I was like, "Well, I'm just going to go wash my dishes while she blabs away." Yeah. And then she's like. Are you washing the dishes? And I'm thinking, I, you know what? I pretty much can do whatever I want while you're telling me stories about people I don't care about lis- listening to. Do you hate it when people do other things while they're on the phone with you? Well, I, I guess I, I might. I don't know. I, you want to, you want to think that you're important enough to get their undivided attention. But I know how I am. I'm always doing something else when I'm talking to somebody. Yeah. So there's nothing wrong with that. Like, do you talk on the toilet too? Mm-hmm. You, wanna, you mm-hmm. do. Yeah, not That's wh- so gross. No. Why do you do that? Guys do it all the time. That's N- no not justification. Not when we're on the toilet. That's but not a justification. Like, like I have to go really bad, and I don't. I can't wrap this phone call up. So I, I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll just go. Mute I'll, it. I'll mute it, and I'll, you know, <laughs> do that and continue the conversation. Have to remember to unmute it, you know. So they're they say, "Are you still there?" Yeah. Hello, are you still there? Yeah. Hello, hello. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah. 
Uh, it's just it's a, just a practical matter. It's matter. not matter. Why can't you just say I've told friends I have to go really bad? Can I no, call you right back? No, that's not good. Why? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Mr. President. I have to. I have to go really. If you say the words really bad, people will forgive you for anything. I uh, cannot uh, continue to talk to you, Mr. Putin. I've got to go. Really bad. Really bad. <laughs> I understand, Mr. President. So do I. Sometimes. Uh-huh. Uh, you made me think of. Of some other thing, since there are so many. Oh, there are pe- people that will tell you things. So um, we were talking to uh, to Phil, or yeah, Phil, and you, you remember Phil? I told you about Phil, and they, they're always dropping names of people you've never heard right. of, or if they have told you, who cares? Right. I don't know them, mm-hmm. but they act like we should be abreast of every player in the play of their life. Exactly. And, and they, that sort of thing sort of annoys me. I think that pretty much exhausted the list. Unless it's an interesting or compelling story that that it doesn't matter who the players are. But just to tell me about Phil and what he and his wife were doing, I don't care. I do not care. I don't care about them. Unless Phil and his wife have, you know, murdered someone exactly. or something interesting. Unless it's, some, unless it's something interesting or there's a lesson to be learned or you're trying to make a point about something I have said, that is then appropriate. Tell me all about them. I, I would love to hear all about them. But just to, just to again, fill up that space. Yeah, I know. Um, well, and, and good storytelling, is, and, and maybe yes. this is because we, you and I got to spend time on the radio it became important to us but uh, it's really tough to hear a story by somebody and there are a lot of people and people don't aren't aware that they are not good storytellers because they leave details out so they they're they're so into their story and they already know the details that they don't always remember that the the person hearing the story for the first time doesn't know all this stuff And mm-hmm. and if you leave important details out, the story is a dud. Correct. You, it, and you have to have a back, you have to have a backstory. I know some people who start something right in the middle, and I'm like, you, you got to go way back to the very beginning because I have no idea what you're what you're talking about. So you have to have a backstory. You have to sort of set the whole thing up, and 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 continue along. It's not, it, yeah, and because so, so, you want people to be invested in the story. That's why it will be a good story because they care what happens in this story. Mm-hmm. But, but if you, you, know, you don't set it up right or you leave details out or it's not clear who's saying what and who's talking to who and what the relationship is, it goes nowhere. You're a good storyteller. Well, I try to work at it because I try to think about what if I, what if I didn't know this story at all? I, I, assume, I, I want to assume that I'm telling this story to somebody that has never heard it before. And, and if you just do that, if you remember that simple thing, you should do... Just fine. There On the other was, hand, you've probably ran into people who will tell you the same stories, and I'm guilty of this, over and over again. And uh, I have. Yeah, but yours are yours are. I know somebody that does. entertaining, which is why I like to hear your stories over and over again. Even though I know where you're going, they're very entertaining in just the way that you tell them, and you don't tell them the same way every time. No, that's no, true. And does that mean that I'm embellishing <clears throat> them? That I'm changing the facts? Uh, maybe maybe I'm just adding new details that were s- still details previously, but I just forgot I omitted them the first time around. There was a point. There was a time. But you, I will tell you this, Lee. Sorry what? to interrupt. But I will tell you this: the more I tell a story, the shaggier it gets. I mean, and this is human nature. Of course, it is. When you when you first tell a story, yes. it's fresh. You, you for the most part, 
you're probably telling it exactly as it happened. Well, but then from the your next perspective. You, from the next time you tell it, that's pretty good, but I could make this a better story. I want this to be a satisfying story. Exactly. I want to have a good and, ending. And why don't I just throw this in there? Yeah. I know half the crap I say isn't even true anymore. Well, I think it's true of everybody. Well, Peter Jennings apparently really, or, or not Peter Jennings, who was the... who. Was it who was the news anchor that? Yeah, Brian. Uh, Brian Williams. Williams. Yes. Yeah. Do you yeah. think that happened to him? I think that's exactly what happened to him. I don't think he was trying to be, uh, you know. I think you're right. A liar. I just think he said, "I can make this. This is a better story if I tell yeah. it this without consciously <laughs> thinking that." And then the more you stick with that, the more you believe that that is actually the way it happened. Yeah. And I'm I'm positive that's how it happens for most of us, and especially. If people are enjoying your story, you're, you're not going to say, you know what, that's not the way it happened at yeah. all. It was actually rather quite tedious and boring. Right, and yeah. It's not, never mind. Yeah, yeah. No, it, it wasn't a helicopter, it was a bicycle. Yeah, and, but, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so when, when you got a fish, when you got a fish on the line, man, you just want to, and not in a duplicitous, overtly mean sort of way. Right. It's just fun to tell a good story and people yes. are into it and. We all like good stories. That's that's the fabric of life. It's, yeah, it it's is. Fun. It's fun stuff. Well, we could talk about that for a while, mm -hmm. but here, I'm picking up on a story that we never talked about, and it was uh, there are many of them because we we try to put these compendium of topics together, such as they are. If you listen to the podcast regularly, you'd say, "Really? They actually have a list <laughs> of topics. They plan stuff out." Yeah. And I we, know we don't I know we ramble too much, especially me, but. There was a story, and it's pretty old now, but oh. there was a contest in Zimbabwe, and uh, <laughs> they call it the Mr. Ugly Contest, and they have contestants that will uh, vie to be considered the ugliest person in the, in the world, presumably, or, or yeah. Miss, Mr. <clears throat> Ugly. I think if you had a Mrs. Ugly or a Miss Ugly contest, uh, that probably would not be met uh they Not probably nicely. do have them. I don't well, know why maybe you're saying that. But I just think it's easier to have a Mr. Ugly. Uh, and I don't know why, but I just think it's less uh, politically incorrect, maybe. Not I don't know. Men, with as much are, are you saying men don't have, as, don't have the same feelings that women do? No, they don't. They don't? I think only... A, <laughs> I think most men... I think men are very are sensitive. You just aren't allowed to show that you're sensitive. Well, anyway, this Miss Ugly, this Mr. Ugly contest ended with. Uh, he just pulled his picture up. I'll post it on our. Um, yeah. Did you see the picture? Of I, him? I don't have any problem with him being the winner. Did you see him? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It yeah. kind of has to do with his teeth. First of all, yeah. The the, the teeth that he has remaining. He's selling. Are it. huge. Yeah. There's only a few of those though, and he's and he and he wants to smile and show them, and it's. Um, and then his eyes are kind of wild too. Yeah. Well, he's, I think it's. I he's think not it's, ugly. He's scary. Is yeah. What he I is. think it's kind of refreshing in, in in a world where we always uh, idolize beauty and have beauty contests and uh, who's the sexiest man alive and all these things. The the, the counterpoint like this. They're uh, not ugly. celebrating this though, Pat. They're well, not. They're not celebrating. They're not. Well, you 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 they're can't. They're not idolizing this. I mean, they don't run around like saying, "Hey, you, come here. You're the ugliest guy in the world." You have to volunteer to be in this contest, right? 
I guess. Yeah. Well, yeah, because there's money involved. This is yeah. this is where the whole controversy started, was that they think that the fix was in because they don't think this guy is ugly enough. Hmm. He's plenty ugly to me. Yeah, I think he, I'd but, like to see the But they're saying that the, there was a huge uproar about the fact that this is and, – and apparently the title holder has won this several – uh, times in a row and got beat out this time by this apparently by comparison rather pretty person and they go this is the fix is in to, he, he's not ugly enough and he should not have won all of this money and this well was, it comes down to judgment after all right I, I think that you're right that it is the same thing as beauty is in the eye of the beholder exactly yeah. he's, he's somebody's baby boy and they just thought he was the cutest little thing they ever saw. He looks pretty ugly to me. He looks pretty <laughs> ugly. You think you start out ugly? Are there ugly babies? Well, of course. Oh, my God. Of course there are. And I feel terrible because there are a lot of I, there are a lot of babies. I'm like, aren't babies supposed to be born cute so you don't hurt yeah. them? Yeah, I think so. That's like the, na- the, you know what I mean? Like the nature, mother nature's way... That's my fault. Let me see. This this could be one of those ones that I know will go on for too long. I don't know that one. I'm Maybe gonna... you should just take it. No. I it is a it is a number I should know, but I'll I will just I'll get back to it. I'll get back to it. Okay. And I'll, if it's important, they'll leave a message. All right. Uh, so. You were about to say. I don't. I have no idea. Well, what other, I was going to say is that... It, oh, ugly babies. There are some ugly, ugly babies. So this was my point, is Mother Nature is supposed to create... Um, um, infants in, our, in, in nature are, are desi- by design with big eyes and, and mm-hmm. you know, cuteness mm-hmm. so that you don't murder them. Whether, is that why? Whether you're a wildebeest or a human being, they make the babies cute so that you nurture them and take care of them. That's why. So um, I don't know where I was going with well, this, other I, than the fact that I you can't, it, when you meet somebody's baby and it's really ugly, yeah, what it's do an, you say? It's an unwritten rule. No, you can't what say. What do you say? I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to go, oh, look, it's so cute. Well, do you want to hold him? No, I don't want to hold it. Well, it's like that old joke, and I think Flip Wilson uh, told, would tell it all the time, was about a... Well, we should just let Flip Wilson tell it himself. I was coming in from Baltimore to do the show, and... Well, I was on the train there, and I'm settling my seat. I'm very relaxed, very relaxed. And the first thought that passed through my mind was to familiarize myself with the surroundings. And I glanced across the aisle, and I noticed that the lady occupying the seat there had her baby with her. Ugly baby. (laughs) Bad-looking baby. Now, generally, I'd hesitate about passing an opinion about somebody's kid, but this was, even if I don't say it, it's an ugly baby. (laughs) I only took one quick look, like, like that, and I saw In from the front of the coach comes this guy, the guys, he's had a few. And as he approached the section where the woman was with the baby, he stops, and he stared, like that. And the, woman, the woman's watching him. She's watching him from the corner of her eye. She says to him, what are you looking at? The guy says, I'm looking at that ugly baby. <laughs> That's a bad-looking baby lady. save a lot of money with that baby. <laughs> well, you don't have to hire any babysitter. Nobody's going to bother that kid. <laughs> the lady gets offended. She gets offended. 
Does that make sense? <laughs> As he pulls the emergency cord, the train stop, there's a big scene in there, well, everybody's crowding around there, and you know the guy who goes through the train selling those 25-cent sandwiches for a buck and a half? <laughs> he comes in, big scene, the conductor comes in, the conductor says, what's going on here? What's going on here? And the lady said, this fellow just insulted me, and I don't have to spend my money to ride this railroad and be insulted. The conductor said, now calm down, lady. He said, Madam, the Pennsylvania Railroad will go to any length to avoid having differences between the passengers. He said, perhaps it would be more to your convenience if we were to rearrange your seating. <laughs> and as a small compensation from the railroad, if you'll accompany me to the dining car, we'll give you a free meal. Maybe we'll find a banana for your monkey. <laughs> have been a beautiful child when you were only starting to go to kindergarten i bet you drove those other childs wild oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah when it came to winning blue ribbon well i bet you taught the other kids how well i can see the judge's eyes as they handed you the prize i bet you took the cutest bow yeah you must have been a beautiful Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.